TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We report a couple weeks back that if not for the Jonathan Gannon tampering situation, you would have been an Eagles deep coordinator. Is there any truth to that? Can you comment on that? Uh, that's possible, but I won't neither confirm nor deny it. Big rear end. Yeah, I can I can confirm it now. That was uh, Vic Fangio back he coming in o- to save us. Yeah, back in October when the Eagles played the Dolphins, he was asked like, "Hey, if that whole thing was a little different, timing was different, would you have just stayed in Philadelphia?" I can't confirm or deny it. Well, I think we we know the dominoes have played out now. He was he was going to be their coordinator if Gannon was just honest, right? Like, I'm going to yeah. take the interview with the Cardinals. I'm probably going to go. They he probably would have waited for the Eagles' job. Well, the Eagles thought Gannon was coming back because he didn't. They didn't think he was going to Arizona. They said, "Vic, good luck in Miami." And then, well, here we are a year later. As he's uh, and according to Adam Schefter, he's heading up today to sign that. Yeah, contract. he's coming on a well, it is Thursday. But you know what's funny? I, I wonder how that conversation went when he just left Miami because he just left. I'm tired of being here in this warm weather. I'm out. I want to go home. I'm going back to Philly. Because he's from, he from Pennsylvania, isn't he? He is, and apparently he's a big Phillies fan. I saw a quote from him yesterday that I think when he was on the West Coast at whatever point of his career, he wouldn't mm-hmm. go to bed until the Phillies – like, he, he needed to have his Phillies fixed no matter what. He's I'm a out. big Phillies guy. I don't like it down here. Too much sunshine and palm trees. I need to get back I to the cold. I need some cheese steaks and some Wawa. And the Phillies. So Fangio coming back here, and Hugh's excited. I am too. Marcus Spears yesterday, ESPN, on what Fangio will bring to the Eagles. I love Vic Fangio's experience. Nick Sirianni still is a second-year head coach who having a guy on that staff that's been around a tremendous amount of football, obviously understands defense at a very high level, but just somebody to be a sounding board and kind of lead. We always talk about this with young head coaches surrounding themselves with veteran coaches that's seen a lot. I like it from that standpoint. The second part is we know Vic Fangio is a guy that is going to make sure there is coverage on the top of a defense. And the worst thing that the Philadelphia Eagles did, as much as we talked about all of the issues, is they couldn't cover a soul. So that should immediately get fixed. And it brings some continuity Mm. to what you know as a defense coordinator. You went from decide to Matt Patricia last year. Now you have a constant in the building that can help Nick Sirianni tremendously. Preach. Like, what, 30, 33 years of coaching in the NFL or something crazy like that? And a lot of good defense. Like, the Dome like Patrol. 12 years of coaching yep. in, 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 high, in high school, college. I don't, you know, of all his stops, fans, I don't know what's the most impressive job. But those Saints defenses in the late 80s, early 90s were excellent. Uh, that net early Panthers team, that expansion team that got to a title game with Sam Mills, Kevin Green, they were excellent. Yeah. Um, the, obviously, he was part of the Ravens defense with Bart Scott and Ray Lewis. Excellent. But I, I think the one for me here that stands out in, with his work when he was with the Niners, right? Jim Harbaugh, who, yeah. by the way, is the Chargers coach. But when Harbaugh was there, Fangio was his coordinator. Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis at linebacker. Yeah. Oh, man. I love to watch those. Like Patrick, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, those two guys were bullies. Like straight up. Like I used to love to watch them. Great play. players. They were straight up bullies. And I could just, I don't know what this defense is going to look like next year but i'm excited to see 
how he gets them as close as they can possibly be. I think when I think of Coach Fangio coming here, I feel like there's going to be a young, a bunch of young Thundercats back there playing. I don't foresee, and this is no disrespect to anybody that's playing on this team right now, but I don't, I don't think that some of the current guys that we have in the secondary right now fit what Coach Fangio wants to do. I might be wrong. This is just might be – this is me speculating. But I don't see – I don't see uh, Slay being here. I, I, and, and the reason why I say that is because of his mentality and attitude about tackling. I think that in order to play in this defense, Coach Fangio's defense, you have to be able to – you have to be able to play. Like, you have to be able to tackle. You have to be able to play a lot of press or some press, I should say. And you have to have a physical nature about yourself. And I think that's what he's going to bring to the table. You know what I think of when I think of Fangio? I have the names in front of me. Vaughn Johnson, Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills, Kevin Green, Cornelius Bennett, Jamie Sharper, Bart Scott, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Roquan Smith. You know what the next name needs to be? Jeremiah Trotter Jr. The next great linebacker for Vic Fangio. Oh, my bad. Well, Howie would say that. Nicole would be a good shot. Well, they need two, right? So they could go after. Don't do that. Don't do that. So they need two linebackers, right? They could go after a big time guy, right? An early draft pick, a a Jeremiah Trotter Jr. But Dean still could get a shot. They need two. Yeah, he needs a shot. You need. You need to. To me, there's not too many people that I feel that were starters this year will be looked at as starters next year in the secondary. That that's just my personal feel about it. Uh, when you're the worst pass defense, no one yeah, should it's be. Like, 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 you, like, and I understand that money plays a big part in some of these decisions, and some some of the guys, the money might make it t- difficult for them not to play. But man, if it's me, like I said, I'm going with the young cats on the corner, on at the corner spots. I'm going with Ricks. I'm going with Ricks and Ringo until I can figure out what I'm gonna do at that position. But I'm talking about guys that are on the squad now, guys that that were here last year. That would be my first choice. I'm gonna give those guys a shot, and if they show me something in training camp, it's a good chance that they'll be my starting corners at the, when the season starts. So there is another side to Fangio, although he's been a ton of success, ton of longevity in the NFL. Coach, so I think he's coached eight different defenses, including one where he's a head coach in Denver. He's been around, and he and he's got results. I mean, you mentioned the numbers earlier; he's gotten results. You do wonder, is he still relatable? He's older now, right? We've had this discussion about other coaches. Drew Rosenhaus, here, here's his take on uh, Fangio as it relates to current players. There were quite a few players on the team that didn't necessarily get along with Fangio. And so it wasn't a great relationship with many of the players. There were some guys that loved him. But there was quite a few that didn't. It definitely wasn't a unanimous, positive relationship. So to add to that, Hugh, uh, Emmanuel Acho tweeted this out. That was interesting. He said in talking to players, he's heard Vic has grown less relatable. He, he thinks Vic's a great hire, but he should hire some young position coaches around him to kind of make it work. That. Yeah, to help relate to the players. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But the bottom line for me is this. I was ba- If I was bad last year, as this defense was, I would want to get better. I got to be willing to adjust my stance a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got I got to be a little bit more uh, acceptable to probably a, a rough coach. Tommy Brazier, man, I didn't relate to Tommy. Tommy was rough around the edges and everything, but Tommy said something to me that spoke to me on a deeper level. Hey, what do you want to be? You've been in the league a couple years now. What kind of player you want to be? 
and and that's what we're talking about now. Now I know a lot of guys like I think of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and guys like that. They're 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 on the other side of this. What you just said is the conversation I feel like Vic has to have with Jordan Davis. Yes. What do you want? There to you go. That, that exactly. Now you follow me because the way that you've been doing it is not working. The way, like you know, if you want to, one of those guys that want to be coddled or want to be spoke to a certain way. That way is not cutting it. You're, you're just happy to be here. Like when you talk about some defensive players, like, hey, I'm just happy to be in the league. Is that what you, If that's what you want to be, let me know now. We, we can adjust that. You want guys that want to be something different. You want guys like the mentality that Brandon Graham has. He's trying to go out on top. He's trying to go out with one more Super Bowl win, get another, get another Lombardi trophy, and keep it moving. And right off into the sunset. Those are the kind of guys that you want on this football team. And if nobody's in lockstep with that, then they probably need to go anyway. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines here. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. How do you feel after yesterday's Eagles press conference? Uh, better or worse about things? Do you feel any better? After what happened yesterday, 60% right now, no, don't feel any better after yesterday's, what do we call that? The press conference? The press conference? Uh, I, it's a word that I can't use, but I don't think I can use it on the air. Yeah, Kyle, what word comes to mind? What was yesterday? I like the way you describe it as it was a soft fire. Yeah, it, it felt like it. It was like laying, basically laying the groundwork for like all the reasons that Nick Sirianni's not going to be. I was thinking like, yeah. it starts with SS. But I don't think I can say that. I can't. Oh, say I that think everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 bleep, bleep show. But uh, like, didn't it? It kind of felt like, in a way, just one long demotion for Nick Sirianni. <laughs> it did. Being stripped of all of his responsibilities. Nobody knows what the hell he does anymore. We're gonna bring in an offensive coordinator. He's gonna take complete control of the offense. It felt like a long demotion. Yeah, it feels like a separation before a divorce. I mean, it's like we're still here, we're together, but... I mean, trying to keep the kids together. Hey, me, mommy and daddy are still together. We just don't sleep in the same room anymore. <laughs> it's all good. We just had a week-long counseling thing. Yeah. We're still all right. It felt like what they did when they put Matt Patricia in charge of the defense. They're like, oh, the size not fired. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Our you just didn't coach, do it until a month. Yeah, our head coach has been soft-fired. we got a year to play this thing out. 215-592-9494. Bruce in D.C. What's up, Bruce? All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? This great day, on, Bruce. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Hey, hey, he, hey, hey you, look, you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head. It was, the, uh, it, it was an SS. <laughs> yeah, it basically was. It was. It was an SS. And, 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 and you know, I, hey, 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 look. One of the biggest things I've been complaining about, and like I said, I, I really just started talking to you guys um, uh, recently about, it just confirmed everything that I was saying and, and probably many of the fan base and all of us have seen um, with Sirianni about this leadership issue. Um, uh, clearly, it, you know, I, I, was, I was really taken back by two things. You know, when he went home with his rambling answer about what your role is, um, and he said, he said culture, you know, I counted, he, he said it seven times, the word culture. So basically you're not going to be doing anything. You're basically just going to let your, uh, coordinators, uh, plan the game, plan, 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 plan these games and try to bring a new perspective into how the Eagles are going to play. And, and you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to have no role at all. Just like, just like we always, we always knew we saw this problem come going down the stretch where um, he was inept 
or unable to, uh, I, I mean, as a head coach, look, when you have problems, the head coach is the facilitator. He's the planner. He's the strategic planner, okay? Um, he, he'll sit down with the offense or the defense or wherever the problems are and says, okay, we're going to game plan this. And actually during the game, you know, part of those adjustments, when you go into halftime, you know, it's one of the things that Belichick was, was good. He, he, he would make adjustments on the fly even before halftime. You come out with a different scheme. You can scheme up. Okay, they're playing it. They're taking away the run. He has no ability to do that whatsoever. None whatsoever. You know, that, Bruce, and that's the- an interesting point about, like, halftime adjustments. If it's not his offense, what – like, if he really wants to make an adjustment at the half, does he have to, like, ask the offensive coordinator to, to do it? <laughs> you did it wrong for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. Who, he's not calling the play. It's not his offense. Like, hey, I, I'm just keep using the word Bob, whoever that – Cliff, Bob, whatever. <laughs> hey, Bob. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we run this no. play? No. Nick, <laughs> go back. Go back to the other side of the room, buddy. Go back and work yeah, on that he, culture thing you was working reset on. Reset those core values. Yeah, because he, he, he's been spaded, neutered, and, and snipped. Uh, I, I mean, Man, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, but, but you know what? But, but here's the other thing I was disappointed about. I was disappointed in the reporters because – hello? Well, we got no, you, we got Bruce, you, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You're cooking. Okay. You got you. Yeah. We let you cook. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so I was disappointed in the reporters because right after that culture rant or, or BS or whatever he was talking about, one of the questions that was – Somebody, they, they didn't ask us, okay, if that's what you're going to do, what was your takeaway? Uh, how would you approach something different? If, if, if things are not going right next year, what is your role going to be to try to adjust, you know, some of the game plan? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce is a great question. Like, you, you couldn't stop the slide this year. What did you learn from that that we're going to apply to next learn? year? Yeah. Right, right, right. And and nobody asked that question. No, because so, you're right. It was more about why are you still here? What do you do these days? Rather than, like, what are you going to bring to the table to fix next year? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, 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 I, and I'm hoping that somebody asked that question because that was a question that was not asked by the reporters. They missed their opportunity to do that. Because you know what's going to happen next year is that the M.O. is out on the Eagles. Jalen can be blitzed. They, they're going to see blitzes from every team oh, on, during that. every game. And, and, and somebody better come up with something to be able to fix that. You better come up with some kind of bona fide running game or some type of, you know, pre-snap motions or whatever. You better come up with something because Jalen is going to be – the Eagles are going to be blitzed from start to oh, finish. Oh, no question, bro. It's all, that's, the, that's the game plan from week one. And that's why I said a few minutes ago, the most important person for the 2024 Eagles isn't here yet. It's the new coordinator they hire. Because that person is going to be in charge of blitz beaters and hot routes and getting Jalen to see the blitz better and check it. Like that's the, that's the job now of whoever this is. I feel like that person is going to be competent enough to do that now. And I and I also feel like I, I would love if if I was building an offensive coordinator, I want one that's going to be brutally honest. And I, like I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, I wouldn't mind one that throws the quarterback under the bus every now and then because we need to know. Well, I called to play, but he just didn't pick it up or, or whatever like that. At least be hard on him in person. If yeah. not to us, in person. Hard coaching, man. I, like, these – I'm about to go on an old person's rant. Uh, go ahead. But these these kids nowadays, man, they are way too soft. When you start talking about guys didn't – like, he, he wasn't relatable, what exactly does that mean? Like, seriously, he's not relatable to the, to the players. What, they want to be coddled? I've heard that quite a bit over the last few years 
in the NFL. Coaches get fired because the star player doesn't like them. Mm. Coaches get fired because the star player, I mean, like the, the player said or the coach said something to the player that he didn't like. It's your job as a coach, in my opinion, even at this high level, to get everything out of you that they possibly can, to get the best out of you. And if I'm a player that's making millions of dollars, and if this man is coaching me so that I could potentially make millions of more dollars, I don't have a problem. That's my mentality. I don't have a problem with that. I never understood how, you know, you worked your butt off to get to this point and you let you let coaches in college talk crazy to you. But all of a sudden when you start making a little money, you don't you don't want to be talked crazy to. And those coaches that talk crazy to you in college, the only thing they had held over your head was a scholarship. And you wanted to get to the next level. Now you're at the next level. You don't want to be coached. Don't you want to be great? Like that, that's what I look at. Like, like, don't you want to be great? Don't you want to be considered, even if it's not the case, even if you fall short? Is it your goal to try to be the best at your position? So to give you the opposite of that, I don't know, have you heard the story of uh, Goff when McVay traded him? So they traded him to the, to the Lions, right? Mm-hmm. And after the trade was, was over, like he's a Lion, he requested his exit interview with McVay. And he said that he wanted him to look him in the eye and tell him, why, why did you trade? Like, what, yeah. did I, what, did I, what did I not do well enough? Tell me why I failed here. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to know why he failed. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like that showed he wanted to know what he needed to do to get better. These cats nowadays, man, are like to, when you hear them want, don't want to be coached hard, or 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 if if something said about them by the coach, they run upstairs and go tell the GM or whatever. To me, that's re- not saying that that's happening here, but when you when you throw out there that a lot of guys didn't like him because he coached them hard, or or a perfect example when Eric the Enemy. Went to the terrible-ass Commodores. The terrible-ass Commodores who ain't won nothing in ever. Ever. I mean, 30 And they were mad at him because he practiced them hard? Like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously. I know, and and I know I'm probably pot-calling Kettle Black because I did complain when when (laughs) Big Red came here about the way we were practicing. But then you you learned to realize he knew, yeah. I knew it. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what it is because – you realize where you're going with this, and you embrace it because you're gonna be a better football team. Yeah, that to me blows my mind. Man. Well, I think it points to you, you got to want it, right? You got to want to be coached the right way. And and the funny thing is, just specifically with Hurts, we've heard in the past he appreciates hard coaching. There's yeah, something that's why it's a disconnect. Yeah, that's why it blows my mind that we're we're talking about him and you know, and Brian Johnson's not here. I mean, the future of Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia is is so tied to a coach that's not even here yet. That is. Pretty remarkable. I mean, it's it's just wild to me. Well, so where like where did that disconnect begin though? Because I don't know, at least in your guys' opinions, do you guys feel like Nick Sirianni's like good cop type? He feels like the guy to chew you out. No, I and think the, he's bad cop. Type. Well, right, that's what I mean. So like, does is this a matter of Jalen Hurts got paid and now he doesn't think that he deserves to be talked to I, like that? It feels it feels that I I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to to making that assessment. But when you look at what he once was and what it feels like he's trending towards, yes. So that could be. I acknowledge it could be. I also wonder, do we think he stopped believing Sirianni knew what the heck he was talking about? Like, why? who are you to yell at me? You don't even know what you're talking about here. Tell me to, to read this, read that. You, there's no answers here for me. I, I, I'm just, we're all so, coming up so with you, theories. So you, so you basically said, Jalen waited until he got his money. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Before he started the buck. <laughs> well, or, well, maybe that timeline-wise. Oh, I, I can't wait to get my money because I got something to say to you. Timeline-wise, yes, but I wonder if it took him a couple years without, with no Steichen to realize, like, does this guy even know what he's talking I, I mean, about here? You know what, John? I don't <laughs> I mean, there might be something to that, but you did. You you are coming off of a Super Bowl because of Steichen. Uh, I, I mean, the guess. Eagles are kind of telling oh, us. So this you said is... this was like after he got the money, and then you went into the season. You was like, you know what? This cat don't know what the hell he does. Yeah, like why is he? He's yelling at me. <laughs> he's talking about David in Westchester. What's up, David? <laughs> is, oh my God! Is this Hugh Douglas with eighty sacks and one interception? In Dave, the now you now you taking it. Way yep, too that's far. him. This thanks, is Douglas. Thanks, Dave. Douglas you, is up and running. You took, it, you just took it way too far, Dave, but thank okay. you. You know, all right, Hugh, I'll, I'll take it back here. Ready? Your interception career mirrors Joe Giulio's interception career. Think about that. Is that right? I had one in high school, yeah. Okay, that's one. Cool. Yeah. Well, Hugh, had one in the pros. I, I mean, know, but that's just a little one, bit. One to one. I, I don't think, no, I think it's the same. It's all football. It's all the game. You're pretty good at math. Uh, Joe? Joe, I think you're better than Hugh. Well, he did have 80 more sacks than I did, but that's okay. We could just we'll leave it oh, at even, nice. even on interceptions. Joe was definitely better in the secondary, like like playing playing against <laughs> coverage and all this stuff. All right, hey Hugh, I just wanted to make you feel good, buddy. So you're <laughs> welcome. Making me, well, thank you for for making me feel good. I appreciate it. That's my job. Uh, let's talk about that press conference, uh, the sham. And I'm not going to throw my personal opinions in there because I am totally jaded at this point with this team. Um, but let's look at the inquirer. Sirianni lied. Let's look at the press of Atlantic City. Sirianni, newest Eagles puppet, cross between Barney Fight and Pinocchio. And then here's the important one. Oh, I got David from Westchester Press. Nick Sirianni blew his elf money. He needs a job and will do anything. <laughs> uh, you know what? So the, what the headlines today are not kind to our, our head coach here, for sure. Th- th- they are not. I mean, he. if, if you look, how he had a uh, – had his hand behind his back and was pulling the switch to make uh, Nick's mouth work, and that's what that's what you got as a coach. You got a mouthpiece for the general manager for when the assistants who they're hiring. And because I don't think you know Vic Fangio is not going to listen to Howie Roseman. You know he's going to do his defense. He's going to do his thing, and he'll be like, you know, go away, little boy. You know, you put the team together, fine. I'll deal with it. But um, and speaking of Fangio, I, I'm not a fan of the hire just because I was so 100% on board with Ron Rivera. You know, I, I wanted to get back to the um, Kelly Green Eagle days when you had dominating defenses. It was exciting to watch. The bend don't break just drives me nuts. It's like, you know, because – and then with the Eagles, it's bend, 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 touchdown. 
Ben 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 touchdown. Ben 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 field goal. Halftime. Ben 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 touchdown. You know they they just you know they Ben 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 and then break. It's like so I, I wanted something a little more aggressive. I know you did, and I know most people did, David. And David, we appreciate that. You know. That's what this city wants, and you think back to the old Buddy Ryan days. The Eagles don't want to play that kind of defense now. They don't want to blitz a million times. That's why I never thought they were really going to hire Wink Martindale. The other thing I thought of when they hired Fangio, or they're about to, did any defense hold the Cowboys down as well as Fangio did this year? I wonder how much that played into it. The Cowboys averaged like 35 points a game, 33, whatever the number was. They probably did, because you, you look at some of that film yep. that, that jumps out at you, and that, that probably was the case. Only 20 that. points on, what was that, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve against the, the, the Cowboys? So, yeah. I mean, it's a, as much as we laugh at the Cowboys, the Eagles have had trouble stopping them for years now. Fangio did it last year. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop We'll come back. Your phone calls. This conversation continues here. Do you feel any better? After listening to that yesterday, Sirianni, uh, he's Jason Garrett in an Eagles polo. That's the way I view him now. Some interesting audio whether or not Jalen Hurts gets a say in any of these decisions. We'll hit that. Your phone calls. Do you feel better or worse? 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia or Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in, hi- in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.